To Rainbow Beach, to the Switch, and everything in between. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. Have fun, you guys! Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're gonna love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Hello, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. Back for Wednesday, November 15th. I stumbled upon a wonderful TikToker yesterday, and I actually saw her on Instagram because I'm old and I go through <laughs> Instagram to watch TikTok videos from two weeks ago. Uh, Her name is Esme James, and she has a PhD from Melbourne University, and she specialises in kink history. So kinky history, she has all the facts. But one of them in particular made me giggle. 32% less porn is consumed on Christmas Day. Hang on. Like 32% of the people who watch porn... Yes, already do. ...don't watch it on Christmas Day. Don't watch it on Christmas Day. I can vouch for that. Must be thoughtful of Jesus. No, I I just think that, you know, there's other things, you know, Christmas cheer, presents. I don't actually think I've watched porn on Christmas Day. Can't fit it in? <laughs> I just haven't well, you got a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of houses to visit. You'll be like Santa, really. On the kids you all know, the, the state. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? Um, the yeah. best distraction is present opening because yes. you can just send them down and go off. You go open the presents, open whatever you like. It gives me five <laughs> minutes to mind my own business and do well, what I need. There you go. So oh, hold on. The mood. If it takes you five minutes, thirty-two percent. Um. <laughs> so a third as much. Not necessarily less. a third as a third of people, but a third. Of poor watchers, yeah. Consumption. I'm not going to say that it hasn't been on the repertoire of different days during the year, but Christmas Day, I mean, seriously. I've never thought. I mean, what do you want? An elf dressed up? Like, what are you looking for on Christmas Day? I'm assuming there's Christmas-themed ones. So Esme Louise also said one in ten people like to do the deed in in a Santa hat. If you like to get, in, I mean, if you like dress up, I don't know. I've never thought like that before either. <laughs> I had an elf hot. outfit last year, and everybody just laughed at me. There was no, there was none of that. You going are getting jiggy in it. An overgrown elf. I, I was dressed up in an elf outfit last mm. year, but um, no yeah. one really. No one was turned on by that. I am got overly attracted by it. No. <laughs> what other days do we think consumption? Would be, oh, dips? would go down. Um, Easter Sunday. Maybe Good Friday because Jesus died, so you should be weeping. Mm. And he came but, back on Sunday, so. Well, he did. He was <laughs> he Return rose. of the Ex. He, he ghosted you on he rose, Friday. He rose and again. then he re- rose again. <laughs> Body of Christ. <laughs> See, podcasters. Open your mouth. We, Body don't, of we don't do this on the show. This that is, is only special. for you people. It's rotten. <laughs> More than rotten. Dreadful. On Triple M's Rush Hour, we really. This is a lovely story. I love goats so much. I'm totally mad for goats. I think they're the most wonderful animal. They're totally crazy. They'll eat everything. They'll eat everything. And that's exactly what our story is about today. Because Queensland Rail actually needs some help clearing some grass. Now, this is in far north Queensland. They've got a bit of grass that's growing very long on the side of the train lines. But they've taken a bit of a different step. 15 high-vis wearing goats are now on Queensland Rail's payroll. The herd of hungry goats will be deployed to graze on the overgrown vegetation near Tully Railway Station in far north Queensland. Can I just <laughs> qualify something? I don't know whoever that bright person was. This is was. from the Brisbane Times. Right, okay, well, goats are always hungry. They're not just hungry because there's grass. or They'll eat any – they literally will eat you out of house and home. They'll eat clothing, anything you've got. 
They are absolutely will eat anything. Well, l- luckily, uh, Liam's lost it by, I'm glad you clarified it, out of house and home because <laughs> that, that, that sentence was probably... <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Why have they got an IV? What's that about? <laughs> okay, don't worry though. The goats are being kept very safe. A CCTV camera and fencing has been installed to create a secure enclosure to protect the goats from predators, the railway line, and road traffic. Oh. You know why? This seriously. I mean, the rural fire service. I don't want to get too political here. Oh, how are you making goats in no, 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 because, well, no, because what's happened is they're understaffed and underfunded, oh, and. These railway tracks are real fire risks. So they get a, a rock flicks off the train, it starts a huge grass fire. So what they're doing is good. Keeping the grass low. I don't like them in high vis. I, I mean, seriously. We can see them coming. They're fenced off, so it's, it's all good. We know that they're very safe. Yeah. And I don't know if these goats do have a union. Dobbo, you would be <laughs> all for a, year, a goat union. But they have landed a pretty sweet deal. The goats will complete an eight-week trial first to assess their chomping abilities. <laughs> During that time, they're given food, water, accommodation, and a dedicated carer included in their contract. Oh my God! What a marama of extension. A marama. That's all I got. The dog to protect the gates from wild. Like, I mean, seriously. I think what, it's perfect. What, what's their shelter? What they build them a little donger? Mate, goats are a, a pest. A what? Like a donger. <laughs> Donkers and goats eating, eating, eating you out of house and home. Doing? I'm talking farm talk here. You wouldn't know it. Okay. Can these goats have up, been please? wonderful for Queensland. Wow, this has gone down here real quick. <laughs> but since the goats have been so wonderful for Queensland, Rail, I'm wondering about other animals. Because animals are great at fixing problems. My, um, I had a blue cattle dog and he used to, or she used to keep the uh, snakes away. Carpet pythons. Okay. She was bitten by a red belly black, but that's okay. Well, One triple three five three. I'll tell you, you're right. Josie Dobbin, the Chihuahua. Uh, not, no, sorry. It was a Jack Russell. I'm not going to talk about the Chihuahuas and how they saved my kids who are asthmatics because that's another <laughs> whole other story. We don't believe that. It's not true. But we had a Jack Russell called Josie Dobbin. She killed more snakes, and she had a she had a very honourable death. She got rolled by a brown snake one day. But I, but to be honest with you, she. Protected my kids for years and years and years, and that's why. Didn't the cat save your cat son's saved life as Will's well? Dobbin from from, from a, a goanna, goanna. Mm. a goanna into a sandpit. That's a true story <laughs> as well. One triple three five three. <laughs> when did you use an animal to fix a problem? Goats are keeping Queensland rail safe. <laughs> oh my god. One triple three five three. When did an animal fix your problem? Taking your calls next. Triple F. Kyron from Bundle. Good afternoon. Afternoon, everybody. How are we all? Very well, thank Good, you. Mate. Did you use an animal to fix a problem? Yeah, well, have you ever heard of a three-legged dog? I've seen the case. Is this a joke? Dog. Yes. I used to own a um, three-legged dog called Ruby, and she was uh, a lovely dog. I don't know if you can hear some birds at the moment, but we used to have magpies and um, crows and everything mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, they were making noise. She always used to shoo them away and. Right now, I can hear lorikeets going, but that doesn't matter. But yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, well, that's a problem. So yeah, get rid of the birds. Sharon from Manly. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello. How are you? All right. All right. What'd you that's use? Good. We have a border collie who killed about twenty-three rats in one hit. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's efficient. I love that. See, yes. Yes. I used to have a cat because the cat killed mice and rats. Mm. And then that kept the snakes away. That was the, the food chain. So, but if you've got a border collie that just goes straight to the hunt and what, just what, bite them and well, eat we them? we actually had, uh, no, she just snapped at them and them. killed them straight away. Yep. 
lovely. And my uncle had a Jack Russell that used to get the bunny rabbits and would eat the whole bunny but leave the fluffy tail. Oh, <laughs> didn't like to eat that. They're a kept, great dog. Keeps the bunnies. They're a great dog, a Jack Russell. Yeah. A proper hunting dog. Very brave, dog. aren't Thank they? Thank you, Sharon. Hi yeah. from Deception Bay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's it going? Good. Did you use an animal to fix a problem? I did. I um, I used a chicken to kill a huntsman spider that was in my bathroom. <gasps> Actually, the chicken would have loved that so much. How? That's Kai? what I was thinking. I uh, I grabbed the chicken because I, I had aggressive chicken, but he didn't, you know, he didn't hurt me or nothing. Um, Are we talking a fighting chook? Yeah, I um, I I just grabbed just I just grabbed picked him up yeah. and then put him in front of the spider that was on the roof, and he uh, the spider moved and the chicken got him. Oh, That's actually dinner. really smart. Good protein for the chicken too. Thank you, Kai. Uh, now, we've had a few calls come in. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify these goats, Liesl, yeah. because um, they are, they've been installed alongside the tram line in far yes. north Queensland. Not trams, tra- rail. Tram, tram, yeah, rail. Sorry, Queensland rail. rail. Tram. Yeah. Um, and, and we just had some animal experts call in just wanting to clarify Dobbo's comments about oh. these goats. Um, if you missed it, these are the comments of Dobbo about these goats and their hunger for grass. They're not just hungry because there's grass. or They'll eat any... They literally will eat you out of house and home. They'll eat clothing, anything you've got. <laughs> what? That's I don't know why pause. you go down this road. That was a oh. big pause. It was very You big had to pause. think about that, didn't you? Really got to pa- be careful of the pauses, Dobbo. <laughs> I'm not talking this. <laughs> You're in so much trouble. Uh, Liesl, what yes. are we doing now? We are doing the garage sale oh, trial. Liam, right. if you could Sorry. hit the button. Yeah, that, that one. The Triple M Rush Hour's Garage Sale Challenge. That's right. We launched this last week, the Garage Sale Trail, and it's been wonderful for as a rush hour to do the Garage Sale Challenge. Mm-hmm. The rules were pretty simple. Each of us were given a pretty crisp $50 note. Dobbo spent his early on fuel, but that's okay. <laughs> we gave him another one. And we had to spend it at a garage sale on the weekend. We were allowed to buy multiple items. And on Friday, they're actually going to be valued by a professional, and whoever has the highest resale value will win. Mm-hmm. Some of my items... I have some fish knives, a vintage file plate, a Japanese 12-string guitar, and Jason Donovan sealed with a Kiss 12-inch single, which I was quite pleased with. Dobbo, you had some pretty good ones yesterday. Yeah, I had, obviously, you, me, and Ipswich, Paul Pasali, limited edition 2012 coffee cups. Set. Quite like those. Yeah, and also the absolute number one item that has been purchased is the foxtail turned into a key ring on a key ring. It's uh, polarising the foxtail. People like it, people hate it, but that's mm. okay. Today was going to be Liam's day, but he's forgotten his brain today, um, so he'll have to reveal his item yeah. tomorrow. Uh, they have been purchased. Yes, I, but you forgot to bring it in today. Bring it in. And it's like your homework. You don't bring that's it in. It. But ahead of the evaluation, <laughs> myself and Dobbo, we thought yes. maybe we'd put some ads together. We've been working very hard to prop up the sale and the uh, worthiness of our sure. items. And I would like to play my ad first, please. Step back in time and experience the elegance of a bygone era with the vintage Farlap plate. Hi, I'm Olympic legend Liesl Jones, oh. and I'm here to tell you about this exquisite collector's item. It is a true homage to the legendary racehorse Farlap. Picture this, a beautifully crafted plate adorned with a stunning image of Farlap in his prime. 
capturing the spirit and grace of a true racing icon. Come on, Farlap, Farlap, you beauty. <laughs> this limited edition plate is not just a piece of history. It's a statement of your passion for the golden age of horse racing. But wait, an original? I bet you're wondering what condition it's in. Well, I'm happy to say that this china is so fine, you could eat your dinner off it. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a newcomer to the world of vintage treasures, the Vintage Farlap Plate is a must-have for anyone who appreciates the thrill of the track and the majesty of a champion. Don't miss your chance to own a piece of history. Call 1-800-RACE-PLATE. That's R-A-C-E-P-L-H. That's 1-800-RACE-PLATE. Order your Vintage Farlap Plate today and let the spirit of Farlap gallop into your home. Yeah. Very good, That guys. is very good. Very, very good. But I have a flag, a flag on the plate, Dobbo. I don't think our valuer, when they come into the studio on Friday to judge these items, should know whose is whose. Because you know what jumped out to me then? She dropped the Olympic legend. That's early. exactly what. Very, like, very see, early. Like versus like, you know, the far lap sure. is a legend. I'm a legend. But it shouldn't <laughs> if you say so. It shouldn't add so. value to this far lap plate that you once owned it. That shouldn't be part of the valuation <laughs> yeah. as owned by We're Olympic in the same legend museum Lisa Jones. in Melbourne, so uh, that kind of helps. Nah. Stop. Anyway, it. Right, the valuation well, listen, has taken... to be done anonymously. Yeah. Okay. Well we'll done either way. Off. I've taken a different tact, and I didn't want to record it. I didn't want to have to put my voice to the foxtail. Um, Shame. I was thinking <laughs> if I wanted to sell a foxtail, there's only one place to go, and that's Frank Walker oh. and National Tales. Hello. Frank Walker from <laughs> National Tales. This week, National Tales have a beautiful range of cured animal tales slashed by up to 30% and more. Yes, until this Sunday only at National Tiles, you can buy a cured fox's tail that has been attached to a key ring, but only until this Sunday. <laughs> Rush into National Tiles now and save. Go to our website for details. <laughs> NationalTiles.com.au Well done, Frank Walker and National Tiles. <laughs> does, does he know we've used his voice? <laughs> sure. It was seamless. Might be in trouble. <laughs> who, who can we trust when it comes to weather anymore? Because... The news today, the prediction today, was that we were expecting uh, massive hailstones and a big day of nasty weather. That's why I caught the bus today, so that my car didn't get caught in the hail. Really? And, and yeah. yeah. I that is not seriously hail. the reason you got the bus no, today. No, I needed to get some steps in, but still, I don't <laughs> like it. I've been caught in a hailstorm on the Gold Coast once, and I could only half get under. I swear that my... Uh, sunroof was going to smash. That's how loud. I'd, Hail's terrifying. 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 Well, that's what we're meant to be enduring right now, is it not? That was the expectation. Well, there was, you know, reports of chances. They mm. always lead with chances of. They never say it's a lock, but yeah, there was chances of massive hailstorms. Now, like, there's got to be a storm somewhere. The weather is that warm. It's they that humid. It can't be that wrong. It's got to be somewhere, doesn't it? I, I, it at I, least I, raining somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, you know, I, I mean, at the moment, I don't think there's any rain on the Gold Coast. Now, if you're in Toowoomba, you might be getting some light showers at the moment, but there's nothing in the southeast at if the moment. If it's hail, doesn't it, to go green? It's like a green sky. Yeah, the sky goes green. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what hail. You normally know oh. rocks are coming. Yeah. But the, it doesn't look like you that. Gotta, you know who I reckon would have the best beat on whether hail's coming or not? Car yards. They, yeah, are, they no, start because they, no, no, they do. They when hail's cars. on the way, they yeah. get busy because it's their stock that's alive. Well, look, look, we could guess at the weather, but let's try something here. Let's let's go a little bit storm chasing. Everywhere you go, 
We want to know what the weather's like where you are. All right? Let's try and get as far, because apparently the bomb can't do it for us anymore. We can't trust news.com.au with these weather predictions. One triple three five three. has got to be a know, gully raker somewhere. We want to know where you are, and we want to know what the weather is where you are. Now, I don't know how far we go as a show, but we want to go as far south as possible, as far west as possible, as far I, north as possible. Can I call in and say at Triple M, there is, it's fine? Right now? Yeah. Yep. Fine. Can I call that? Yep. You, Lisa Jones, yep. coming to you from? Triple M. Fine. Yep. No, no, no rain. nothing. All right, one, two, three, five, three. Tell us where you are. And if it's fine and sunny where you are, tell us. Mm. We want to paint the broad picture of the weather because right now we were told that there was a storm coming. We're not getting one. So we want to paint the picture for everybody else out there. One, triple, three, five, three. Where are you and what is the weather? Give us a call, Rush Hour, Triple M. David in the sunny coast, what's the weather like where you are? Right now, I would say it's fine. Yeah. It's a little bit overcast, and there has been some lightning bolts in the sky, however. Oh, right. okay. right. Whereabouts are you, Dave? Sunny coast. Yeah. Well, sunny coast, yes. Yeah. Sunny right coast, well, all right. So, so, so some sunny coast, bolts. no rain yet. Steve, how are you, mate? Yeah, g'day, guys. How's it going? All right. You're heading north, and you're driving straight towards a storm, you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Cremso Road at Warner. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like it's over a clear mountain, actually. I've been seeing lots of lightning. It's starting to get a bit misty too, so it's pretty dark. Right. Ooh, it's so that's at Warner. We, it's on the way in at Warner. Okay, yeah. thank you, Steve. Uh, I think it's going to. I think it's going to hit like Cashmere and Joiner. Oh, yeah. okay, Perfect. love that. Zachary from Aspley. What's the What's the weather like where you are? Um, hi guys. Um, currently it feels like twenty eight degrees, and um, as we're talking, the clouds stop forming together and it's starting to get darker. Oh, you need to be our new weather person. Yeah, that you're wonderful. I know a weekend reporter that you could yeah. just replace Jack, very, how old are you, very mate? easily. I'm 11. Yeah, well, nice Zach. Zach, doing for being than a 51 year old. For being our huh? youngest uh, meteorologist, we got a uh, triple M pass to go see the Brisbane Bullets take on the Wildcats, mate. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Good on you. Hey, Good Michelle, day. how are you? Where are you heading? Uh, we're on the Bruce Highway heading to Bribey Island. Yeah. Oh, what's it like? Uh, no, it's fine. There's not a drop on the windscreen. It's um, it's overcast, but yep. and over to the left of us, it's pretty black. But we are fine at the moment. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it's coming from the west, and I don't. Let's keep updating this picture. Yeah. All right, Ned from Debra. What's the weather like where you are? Yeah, g'day guys. How are you? Good, thank you. So we've just had the storm cell past to the south of Debra, probably between Debra and Sanford. Lots of lightning. Good lightning show, and the rain's just starting now. Very Still, I, I, nice. So you got a bit of rain right now. Yeah, just starting to rain now. I Good do on. like the use of Ned's uh, terminology, storm cell. I yeah. appreciate that. that was that's very, very meteorology. Very nice. All right. So we know it's all north side. Let's go to, in my opinion, arguably the number one weatherman in, in all of Queensland. Better than Zachary? Well, I've got to say, he, he normally is. Uh, good afternoon, Luke Bradnam from Channel 9 Weather. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Dobbo. Uh, can I just say, can I critique a couple of the, uh, you know, young, was it young Ray? Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. Young Zachary, uh, very good. You know, I give him a 9 out of 10. He would have got a 10 out of 10 had he have learnt the most important uh, phrase that any weatherman could ever utter. Precipitation? Chance of showers. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Are we going to get a gully raker this afternoon? A gully raker? Where do you come up with these terms, Dobbo? <laughs> the if I ever get a gully raker into an official Channel 9 weather report, I fair think of one employee of the month at Triple M, but I don't even work there anymore. There's a reason for that. Um, are we any chance? No. Well, I mean, there's only a slight chance, and that's what that forecast was for today. Uh, it was just for a slight chance. We have had uh, severe thunderstorm warnings around the southeast. 
all been cancelled now. Better chance tomorrow afternoon. But the, what we've got, the storms around today, and this was the forecast, is that there'll be dry storms, which is a worry yeah. for uh, you know, firefighting areas. It means we get the lightning, we get the thunder, but we don't get a lot of rain. No. The rain's on the way, though, guys. I'm talking to you right now from the Royal Bundle Racecourse, the Hello Turf here on the Gold Coast, because my daughter's about to have her graduation <gasps> dinner. Yep. And go, get off to schoolies week. And I can tell you for schoolies week, it is going to absolutely pour down. Okay. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, we're looking at decent balls. So well, I don't uh, care. What are schoolies get up to? I don't yeah, know. I know. I know. They'll what, lock in. What about the luck of your poor daughter, Luke? She's going to be there partying it up at schoolies and surfers. And every every evening, there's dad doing a live cross for the <laughs> weather. Just, just really raining on her parade. Right. She's uh, she's uh, she's smarter than that, Liam. She's heading over to Point Lookout, so she's giving Surface Paradise the, the the punt. But can I tell you, just come here, Coralie, one sec. She, here she is. She's about to graduate from year twelve. Uh, she's had a total of fourteen years at this school. She's got a school blazer uh, that she's had to borrow from a year eight girl that comes up to her elbows. <laughs> presentation. She really is my daughter. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Bradner is a legend, and I'm very happy that she's finished, and I'm pleased she's going to Point Lookout or wherever well, she's going. Congratulations, yeah. Coralie, on graduating to you and the rest of your year as well. And, Luke, I'm sure you'll be a very proud father this evening, so enjoy it. Uh, thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, just a forecast for tomorrow, chance of showers. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> nice Thanks, work, legend. Luke Bragnum there. Channel 9's number one weatherman. Oh, in fact, all of Queensland's number one weatherman as far as we're concerned, as long as Zachary, until Zachary becomes of age. Thank you for the weather update. We now have a better picture of what is happening around the southeast. The ODI World Cup is at the pointy end of the tournament tonight. India take on New Zealand in the first semi-final. Australia taking on South Africa in the second semi-final tomorrow night. We cross to our man on the ground, the great Mark Howard from Triple M Cricket. How we come in? G'day, Dobbo. G'day, Liam. G'day, Champ. Great to always have a chance to chat with the great Liesl Jones. Uh, Love it. Good morning from Kolkata. How's the weather over there, Howie? Because there is threats that there's going to be a cyclone in the area. How's it looking out the window? And also 70% humidity. <laughs> 77. Okay. Well, this is my seventh time in Kolkata this year across this tournament and the IPL early on in the year, Jonesy. It's never been less than 39 degrees and sunny. There was concerns, but the people I'm speaking to here guarantee me no rain tomorrow. So um, there was talk of serious rain, but apparently the cyclone off the coast of the Arabian Sea has delayed, which is good. So we should be good for Australia, South Africa, which is great news. Geez, we've turned it round. Um, we started slowly, Howie, and we've just been building, but it's been some unbelievable individual performances. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say it. I was critical of Glenn Maxwell <laughs> in the past, but I'm now on board. But also Mitch Marsh and even Davey Warner just been so solid throughout the tournament so far. Yeah, to be fair, I only arrived about two weeks ago, and when we were 0-2, my favourite commentator on the planet, Ian Smith, sent me a message saying, don't bother coming, your boys are going to get bundled out, which did flat me a bit, and then they've obviously won seven on the trot. I've been very privileged, Dobbo, and I would say privileged to see Marshy make his 100 the other night in Pune, but to see Maxi bat the other night in Mumbai. So I, I was in commentary when he got to 100, and then Ian Smith took over because they get the big boys in when the big moments come. So I went and sat down on the boundary in Mumbai, and to have a pack crowd of Indians chanting a bloke's name from Victoria in Mumbai is one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen and no doubt the best cricket innings I've ever seen. Like it, it, I can't explain to you how hot it was. He bowled 10 overs. It's sapping conditions. 
talking to him was after, he, he said he was cooked by the end of the fielding innings and then he went out and peeled off 201. So it was bloody phenomenal. We're playing against South Africa. Now, South Africa won the Rugby World Cup. Are they going to be too dominant for us in the cricket? <laughs> It's a good call. We need some wickets with the new ball. They got Quinton de Kock at the top of the order, so they will be tough to beat. But also, I'm sitting next to a South African at breakfast who's a wonderful operator, and she knows, as do the entire country in South Africa, that when it comes to big games in cricket, they have a wonderful ability to fall in a heap. So let's yes, they they do. Do. Good. Yes, they do. That happens to the South Africans. And they all think that. They, every South African supporter is going, yeah, we're going good, but it's a semi-final. So hopefully that gets in their head, but it should be a cracking game. Dob on, Liesl. The great Aussie captains of years gone by, they would always write their tour diaries. Steve Ward did it. I think Alan Border penned a few as well. That was that was the prestige with which the Australian captaincy came is in the cricket world. Our man Howie has somehow got himself a tour diary. How, somehow this man Howie has got himself a this. World Cup tour diary. Not written, though. It's in audio form. He's up to, uh, what are we up to, episode three of Howie's World Cup tour diary on the listener app, Howie? Yeah, I think episode three dropped today, which features Ricky Ponting. But, mate, it's been cool because you just take your phone and you just meet all these people and you have conversations with them and try and explain to you what goes on. But I didn't have my phone. I didn't have the courage to pull out my phone last night. You all know and love the great Aaron Finch. I I saw one of the most courageous things I've ever seen last night, Flanners. We were having dinner by the pool and we got word that Mick Jagger was in our hotel in the restaurant. Massive cricket fan. I said to Finchie, Finchie, this is a job for you. You need to... Get in there and make some introductions so we can meet Mick Jagger. And Finchie had had a couple of quiet light beers and he said, righto. And he got up there and walked in and we got a very brief introduction with Mick Jagger. And Finchie <sighs> even had the nuts to ask for a selfie, which no, I currently have on my phone. So like, you've seen him do some courageous things on the cricket field. Nothing compared to what I saw him do last night in Kolkata. Howie, I'm surprised. Why wouldn't you have ponied up and done that? Like, of all, I know you, you, you're reserved in that, but, mate, you're Mark Howard in attack. No, like, when you got the Australian white ball captain and he's had a couple of beers, he didn't take much convincing to say, Finchie, you're our lead man here. In you go. And he did a bloody magnificent job. That's the type of thing in India. You just never know what's around the next corner, which is why it's such a privilege to be over here. Mind you, Howie, you and Mick Jagger being the same weight class. I think Finchie's in a different one, mate. You and, you and Mick could share pants. <laughs> We, we had some, we spent a bit of time with his security bloke who said that he trains every day. So, oh, to be like Mick Jagger right. at that age. Hey, if you want to hear more about Howie's adventures in India as part of this World Cup, Howie's World Cup Tour Diary, go and check it out. It's a part of the Howie Games uh, available via the listener app. It is a dominant in the podcast world. Howie, stay safe. Enjoy tonight's semi final and, of course, tomorrow when Australia hopefully get the job done over South Africa. Love chatting to the three of you. It's giving me a lift over breakfast and go to the Aussies. <laughs> but before we go, it's almost coming on 6 o'clock, and for those of you that like to get your shopping done in these hours and you do your shopping at the Coles stores, there's uh, something new happening mm. uh, because famously Coles is known for its Coles radio. You have this blasting through aisle 4 through 10. Normal sounds between 6 and 7. That's I go it. to the uh, Ipswich Central Coles on the way home mm. all the time to grab some groceries. Very have a little normal. bop in aisle 4. Yeah, just dance around with my trolley, you know. Just Love it. End of the day. Well, now... They're What's turning that? it down, Dobbo. Why? They're turning it down. 
What's that about? Just a little quiet hour so that you can get your shopping done without the overload of That's music, it. which I quite like, which is why I shop at Aldi because <laughs> Aldi are too povo to pay for music. They don't want to pay for the rights to any music. So that's how they keep – that's genuinely why they don't have music in their stores because they don't want to pay royalties and it keeps the prices down. So I quite like the quiet hour. <laughs> so I'll be quite impressed with this. Thank you, Coles. I'll no, appreciate it. It's just a sensory overload. Every day it's just too much. And – when Jones. you get really serious, when you talk about uh, people that have autism, yep. when, you know, that sensory overload for them is a lot. It is very mm. overwhelming. It is very thoughtful of Coles to do that for people who are neurodivergent. absolutely agree. I agree with that. And there's no two ways. But I can tell you, I'm going to take you to the shops, to Coles next week, you and I at six o'clock. We're going to go in there when it turns down. And you know what? You're going to come out there. Bloody Dobbo was on the phone the whole time. I could hear every bloody <laughs> thing he could say into his pods as he's pushing a trolley around. Normally, the music, it overrides the conversations normally, where everybody's having on their phones. Okay, so normally, Dobbo, pretend you're on the phone. And what, what, what are you actually looking for, Ali? Right, okay, I can get that breath. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, but he said it'll be... Am, what are you looking for? <laughs> what do you want? Um, this is the thing. They haven't thought about the people like me that love to put what, their pods in and walk around the trolley. What about the, the people trolleys. that like eavesdropping on your conversation? Well, you're That's get a good whole for lot them. Of it. You're going to get a whole lot of it. Yes, go it. to yeah. Coles at 6pm and wear Ipswich if you yeah, want Ipswich all the goss. Central, you'll get the whole lot. Breaking news. Dobbo's <laughs> changing the woolies because now his conversations yeah, will be, be recorded. Well, it's not just the music as well. They're also they're turning down the uh, the PA announcements. They're only going to be used in case of Nothing emergency. Aisle 5, we need something. Clean up on aisle 5. Can we get a cashier to the register too, please? Anyway, so to those of you heading to Coles uh, right now, enjoy your quiet hour. Uh, let us know what you think. You're welcome. We'd we love some feedback. I've never been quiet in my life. <laughs> be you, good for you. You might get <laughs> banned from Coles during 6 till 7. Being too loud. Oh. All right, we got to get out of here. Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dubbo. We will be back tomorrow. Lisa Jones. Ciao for now. Dubbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dubbo.